gentlemen and welcome back to the eagle eye podcast it is episode 34 and we have so much to discuss so much to talk about and we have a pretty pretty packed show i'm back as your host it feels a little bit weird not seeing dylan on the on the on the chair again but uh without further ado let me introduce as always my two co-hosts now mr dylan jimenez and christian how are we doing Oh, you know, just getting ready to go back to college already this week, man. So, you know, pretty busy this week. That's right. That's right. Happy back to school to everyone who's already started school. And uh, happy back to school to those who are going to be starting school next week. Christian, how are you doing? I'm doing good, man. Uh, I actually start college next week. So just my last week of fun, I guess, so to say. Last week of fun and you're clocking in some hours at the EY yeah. podcast. Uh, I guess I guess the fun never stops. And joining <laughs> us today is Footmex own Miss Cari Torres. Cari, how we doing? Hey, I'm good. Just adulting on a Tuesday. You know, not going back to college. So living that. <laughs> <Adulting> <laughs> <on a> <laughs> okay, sounds sounds very interesting. It is. <laughs> All right, so we have a packed show. We're going to be talking about exactly what happened against Querétaro in the Corregidora. And then we're going to be talking about the big game coming up tomorrow between Leon and America. Cari's going to help us break down everything from the Leon side. And then, of course, we're going to be talking everything from our own Aguilas de la America. And then we'll uh, we'll briefly talk about the Lady Aguilas and their sad, sad defeat to Pumas. We'll, we'll discuss a little bit about that, and then we'll close out the show. So we got plenty, plenty to talk about and plenty of people on the live chat ready to go. Ladies and gentlemen, ready to get started? Let's do this. Do it. Let go. All right. So let's kick things off and let's rewind last uh, last Saturday, America faced off against Querétaro at 5 p.m. Pacific time, 7 central time. And then for you, Christian, it was 10 o'clock. It was a pretty late game. And interesting enough, we knew that this game was going to be tough. We knew that Querétaro was never an easy place to go. And even though this was a Querétaro side that was struggling, we all had a little bit of doubts for our own team going into the stadium. And it looks like we were right to be concerned because at the end of the day, America only walked away with one goal after it looked like, you know, we were going to be walking away with all three. Uh, end result is 1-1. Dylan, I'm going to throw it to you first. What was your uh, – what's what's uh, what do you take away from this? God, did we even deserve that draw? I'm going to be just straight honest. I don't, uh, it's really hard, you know, to see this team play the way it was, especially going from week one up until, you know – Really, you know, you see this team uh, just perform. You see this team grow, too, as a team. You see them get better week in, week out. And then just for them just to, like, go back down to seem like back to that week one performance, you know, it really sucks. It really does. It really does. And, and you're right. And we're, we're going to talk about as to why maybe we didn't deserve that draw. And, uh, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll talk about what I think was arguably our worst game of the season so far. Uh, Christian, throwing it to you now, exactly emotions after the final whistle goes. It's 1-1. What are your thoughts? Yeah, I agree with Dylan. It was very disappointing. Um, the way we came out with, did not impress me at all. I really thought we were going to play much better. Like you said, we did have our doubts coming into this, but honestly, we should have played better. And Kadi, what do you sum up if you if you even watched the game? I didn't even ask you. I missed it because that Saturday it was like three different games at the same time. So it's kind of like you have to choose wisely. Um, and I actually chose to watch um, the Monterrey game. So I did catch some of the highlights. And uh, I mean, I saw at the scoreboard, I was like 1-1. One, one. I kind of was kind of disappointed because I mean, it's been doing good. I mean, I think that's pretty evident. So... Um, I did see the goal, so I was, you know, kind of wondering what happened. I guess, I guess, let us fill us fill you in exactly what happened, mm -hmm. and let's talk about exactly what went down for us on Saturday night. Um, let's, let's let's just talk about it straight from the back. We did not start the game the way we intended or the way we wanted to, and this didn't really call for concern because we've seen this kind of be kind of the scenario for America this whole season start off a little bit slow but you kind of work yourself up into the game and then you finally get your footing in and then you finally uh you know start seeing the America that we want to see 
though it didn't look that way for about 45 minutes i think we played terrible i i, I was i even commented on uh on the live uh on the live tweets we, we we weren't passing we weren't even making simple passes at at the last 15 minutes we resorted to playing long ball united and it, it just seemed very frustrating because we knew we had a very talented team. This was the same lineup that went out and played a game against Monterrey and beat them 3-0. So what what happened? Where was the change? What, what, what was different? What did you guys see from these players that you guys saw them do on Saturday that they did not do against Querétaro? Well, well first, you know, I don't think everybody was there playing in the first place, you know. I think, you know, a little bit of the, you know, really, you, you see the lineup, you know, you assume that it's going to be a four four two out straight out the back, but for some reason you see Oribe Parata and then this camp position, you wonder what's Oribe doing there, what's Biojo doing. And so, you know, it, it really seemed like it seemed to throw off, you know, the, the game flow and the gameplay of the, of the of the game going forward too as well. Um, you know, really, I questioned I, in the first 45 minutes, I questioned a lot too, are we even playing? Where are some of these players at? You know, uh, I question the likes of Guido Rodriguez playing. Uh, obviously, Diego Lina is not giving us performance that we thought he would too as well. Diego not performing up to what we expect sometimes. Uh, Roger Martinez too as well. You know, there's a lot of players that you have to question and where, where are they at on this pitch? Because they seem like there's nowhere to be found. It wasn't 11 players on the pitch to me. It was just a few players here and there that were making some, doing some things. Yeah. Yeah, and we'll talk about uh, a, a certain amount of players that we kind of caught, uh, that caught our eye for all the very wrong reasons. And uh, one of those is going to be Diego Linus, and we'll discuss about why the youngster probably uh, maybe should even deserve to be uh, sit out for the game against Leon. Uh, we know he's not because he's already been confirmed in, in, in the lineup, but uh, I think uh, I think there's some calls for concern there. We'll, we'll discuss about those right now. But Christian, what, what, did, you, what did you see? What, what, what concerned you the most in the first 45 minutes? Sloppy passing. Uh, we've been saying this all year. Uh, America needs to improve on their passing every single game uh, as the season progresses. And that game against Querétaro, we did not do that. A lot of times I saw the midfield misplaced. So easy passes that, you know, not to, like, the U6 level can make, you know. It's just very, very disappointing to see. Um, I really think when we play from, from our defense up, it just there was no flow, like you guys said. No structure in the midfield to create a chance. And I think that's where we, um, we lacked a lot in the first half. And you know what? And, and I think what should be more concerning was the fact that we made all these sloppy passes, not because Querétaro was putting the pressure on, but because we just weren't 100% there. I mean, granted, Querétaro at times did put some pressure on it, but there was just moments of just uh, stupid stupid thinking, really, from, from our players because you, Diego Linus, for instance, could have easily seen a man that is making the run towards him uh, instead of passing it and then trying to play the one-two, he decides to kind of drift inside and cut inside instead of actually playing the easy ball to the guy who's already making the overlap run. Mm -hmm. And it was just simple moments like that where you thought all you need to do is play it simple and something would have occurred from that, something would have happened. And nothing really did at the end. So, I mean, take it from what it was. I mean, we don't really have to talk about, about the lineup because it was the same lineup against Monterrey, and we were pretty confident with that lineup but I do want to talk about the concern for Oreo Peralta in that camp position and I'll throw it to you Kari because I feel like we've left you out for a little bit <laughs> um, you've seen Oreo Peralta play obviously for for many many years you've seen how he has to adapt now to this kind of more passing role uh, you see him more as 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 a center forward instead of a lethal striker um <clears throat> Do you see Enorio Peralta playing a camp position and actually being able to do a pretty good job at it? You know, I don't know if that has to do with age, but how old is Oribe? Like 30... 34? 34, I believe. I mean, seeing it, you know, putting on that role, but I think speed has a lot to do with it. So can he keep up? Can he, you know, visualize, you know, on the field from that aspect? So... I don't know. I mean, <laughs> I mean, to meet Oribe, I mean, he, I guess sometimes I'm like, Oribe, just, yeah, you know, and then game, he'll just show out and just score. And I'm like, okay, Oribe still has it. Um, but now, like you said, maybe a different position. Um, I mean, could he? Yeah. But will he be enough? I guess that's my thing. Will he, si va rendir en ese rol, do you have someone else that's going to be doing a better job? I guess. Yeah. 
I agree. I, and and I think that's, that's that's our main concern is the fact that can he adapt? Can he actually play that role? And I think, speaking for, for these two gentlemen as well, I think that we do not have that confidence in Rui Peralta. Look, it's, it's one thing to kind of play a little bit deeper and still be a forward. It's another thing to play in a camp position because now your roles are completely different. Now you're more of a midfielder who supports the attack but still has this responsibility of holding a midfield and I don't see Oriol Peralta doing that. We've seen a little bit of him in preseason where Piojo, for some reasons, put him deep in the midfield for whatever reason that may have been. But I don't think he's the right call to make in that position. I think arguably would've, we would have much rather have seen either Diego Linus in that camp role, uh, Ibarwen, or Cecilio Dominguez instead of Oriol Peralta. Just because... As much as we we love the the determination and kind of the the willpower that Oriol Peralta has to kind of run and run and run throughout the whole game, even at his age, uh, it it's one thing to to chase the ball; it's another thing to be able to place a perfectly weighted pass, and that's something that even maybe for me just doesn't have to kind of be that crucial number ten spot. And gentlemen, you know, step in here and say what you guys want to say about Rio Peralta playing in that camp position because I know I wasn't the only one uh, a little bit worried about that. Yeah, no, no, I, I definitely agree with you too, man. But you know, it's just, it's just uh, come down to the end too that Piojo just has so much trust in Oribe and that Piojo is just gonna ride Oribe no matter what throughout the end. So either Oribe leaves the club or you know Oribe calls it quits, and that that's just the bottom line of it too as well. Christian. Yeah, I completely agree with Dylan. I don't think Oribe should be in that camp position. Like, he shouldn't even consider for the camp position. Like you said, he drops down too much in the mid, doesn't help Roger at some point. But I think if he was at that in the striker position next to Roger in some key moments, maybe there could have been a chance as well. But like you guys said, Oribe is not suited for the camp position. Yeah, it's 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 not. And... You're right. He has too much confidence still in, in, in Oriya Peralta, which I'm not saying is a bad thing. I, th- I, th- I think each coach has their, you know, go-to players. It's another thing to put them in a position where maybe you even know as a uh, as a coach that maybe he won't be 100% uh, the best player to put in that position. Because I think we were all hoping for that 4-4-2. And if it was going to be that case, I think the game maybe would have looked a lot more different because then you would have seen a Mateo Soribe a little bit more forward. You would have seen a Guido Rodriguez be a little bit more attentive, more alert, because he knows he's the only one playing that center defensive mid-roll. And it would have made it so that Oriel Perata maybe pulled a little bit of players one way or another way for Roger Martinez to run into the space, which we didn't have that, which I think then led to exactly what we saw. Just no actual real threat from us going forward. I mean, could you ever remember a time where you thought, wow, we, we missed three, four clear ones? No, I mean, no, you, no, yeah, yeah. yeah that, that's something that, that you lack too going forward too as well. So I think that was our main concern is Oriol Peralta in that camp position spot. We know what the lineup is going to be against Leon, and we're going to uh, we're going to talk about that in a little bit. Um, the call is uh, again the call for concern is going to be is he going to be in that camp spot again? And we'll we'll, we'll talk about that and we'll have to wait and, and see exactly what Piojo does. But um, anything else you guys want to point out for the first half that uh, that that kind of just made you guys think no this uh, this this is not good. No, 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 no. I mean, really, can you even find good? I mean, I'm pretty sure we covered all the, all the not good. I mean, besides Oliva's goal, which yeah, I besides mean, the goal, yeah, that's uh, only good part, I guess. Yeah. I mean, which which I didn't even see going in until like the last minute. It's, to be honest, like I didn't even think that was going in at all. <laughs> and that actually comes from a play where, um, what happens in that play? It it comes off a of play where I think. Who runs in? I think well, Roger. Sanchez, yeah, Roger. Roger. Mm-hmm. Um, and the defense just scrambles it out, and then America is able to play it and switch it over to the right-hand side. And, of course, beautiful ball by, by Sanchez. Um, and then Ori Peralta somehow gets there. I really thought the mm-hmm. defender was going to get there. And somehow Oribe finds the back of the net. I do want to talk about something, and this is probably something that most Americanistas will not agree with me at all and maybe you gentlemen will not agree with me at all either um and that is the the boy george sanchez jorge sanchez for me 
is still not my number one pick for the right back spot. And I know a lot of people listening to this right now are going to think, what in the world is this guy talking about? Has he not seen the games he's been playing? Has he not seen how he played against Monterrey? Did he not see the good game he had against Querétaro, the pass, everything? Yes, I've seen him. He has potential. He has great talent. He is an amazing player. But if you look and really study him for the full 90 minutes, you will see that this kid leaves a lot of space opening for that left winger to just absolutely tear our defense apart. You saw it a little bit in the Querétaro. He got exposed more in a game where I really think he shouldn't have because I didn't think Querétaro was going to bring that much uh, arsenal towards uh, towards the front. And you just saw just little mistakes here and there. George Sanchez, sometimes the ball, uh, his passing was a little bit off for me. His movement a little bit, you know, here and there was 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 a little bit questionable for me because I feel like he was so determined to go forward. He was so determined to kind of fill in that Paolo Aguilar role that he kind of forgot what it was that he needs to do, which is actually secure that right back spot, make sure that we leave no open space in that in in, in that flank because let's be honest, it, it hurts us when whenever we whenever we don't have our fullbacks in that position that we want them to be. So for me, Georgia Sanchez isn't a hundred percent the starter for me, I like him. He has a great future, and I'm so glad we have him. But I'm not. I, I hope people can can kind of pull back a little bit from saying that. Oh, he is, you know, this absolutely amazing player. But he is, he is. Don't get me wrong. But he, I don't want this to get to his head because perfect example is what's going on with Diego Linus right now. Diego Linus had a horrible game. I think the worst game we've seen from him against Querétaro. And why did it come of that? Because he's been performing really well. The community has been given to him. And he can say whatever he wants to say, but at the end of the day, he is 17 years old. How are you going to tell me this is not going to try to get to his head? And uh, the way he played showcased that. How many times did he try to dribble and take take players on and lose the ball? Lose the ball. And we Too many easily, times. Easily yeah, have done this so easily. Now, don't get me wrong. What he's doing is good. He's trying, he's trying things, but it's one thing to try here and there, and it's another thing to be careless and not know how to play play your game. You know, there's times when to do it, uh, and there's other times to play the simple ball. That's it. That's all I'm saying. And George Sanchez, I believe in him. I do. I just want people to maybe, you know, a little bit caution of concern when you're talking about him because I don't want this to get to him either. But uh, believe me, I, I, I think he's in the right position, and I think Things are going well. I, I like him because he can play right back or left back. And trust me, we've seen what he does in left back position too. It's amazing. So I don't know if you guys want to add on to anything of that. No, I agree with you. Um, the media, I mean, I guess us America fans really like him because of what he's been doing with Paolo Aguilar. But in that last game, you can't really, I mean, you can say that he's been out of position and he was caught sometimes, but you have to say that about the whole defense as well. There's a lot of moments where you saw Edson Alvarez not cover, not cover spaces, Bruno Valdez not covering spaces, and we can get to Luis Reyes afterwards, and I'll explain why I I think it's a great idea he is not in the starting eleven tomorrow because he really has not convinced me in these games. But I mean, I do agree with you, Jorge Sanchez. You know, well, I disagree with you honestly. I think Jorge Sanchez is that perfect uh, player for that right back position. I mean, I don't know. I know it's he kind, is. No, but I do see where you're coming from, though. Where like um, he shouldn't get, like America fans shouldn't really put uh, in um, in their minds that you know he is that number one that Paulo should be erased from like from the starting eleven because he shouldn't be. But I do see where you're coming from. I just disagree with you because at this moment I think he is our man for right back. Okay, perfect. A little bit of a little bit of argument never hurt. <laughs> yeah, I'm. I'm gonna um, disagree to disagree with you, man. Um, Oh, I, do see where, I, 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 I do see where you're coming from, but at the same time, I think Sanchez has merit some starts, and you're, you're seeing that too now. And um, definitely, I think, uh, you know, if Guadalajara comes back 100%, definitely I'm going to plug in Guadalajara. But, I mean, at the same time, he has merited some starts too as well. Well, at least I know Carlos is taking my side. <laughs> well, I mean, I think, you know, yeah, he's young, and obviously he's not, I think, with Dylan said he's not going to totally, you know, start in place of him until Aguilar's back. But you have to give the kid credit. You have to give him some time, you know, because eventually if he keeps on developing how he is, I mean, he's going to be that legit, you know, right back. So, you know, like you said, let's not, you know, he's done his stuff, let it not to get to his head. But I think that's just up to him how he wants to take it. Just as Linus, you know, I think we all are have been very happy with what he's done and we've been appreciated that he's given the opportunity because I think that's all we what we all have been waiting for. And, you know, obviously he can have some high, you know, high games and then some low games, but 
he's going to have to be self, you know, critic about, okay, this game, you know, I did this, did this, improve next game, you know? So that's just my input. And I'm just, maybe I'm just thrown off because Leon beat Queretaro and you guys pulled the draw. <laughs> I mean, I'm not trying to be funny. So, I'm just, I'm, like, to my own show. <laughs> I'm just thinking, okay, I should, I really should have watched this game instead and see how things, you know, and I hear you guys and stuff. I just, Four zero to one one, and it's America because you know that from what I saw from that America Monterrey, I you know I said America gonna you know be Monterrey, and they totally outplayed Monterrey. Monterrey looked totally lost, so I expect okay they're gonna keep on you know demonstrating how dominant they are, especially a team for that Leon beat them. You know they should be winning two three zero. So I saw a draw, and I was like, this is very interesting. So mm-hmm. throwing that out there, but yeah. Throwing that out there, it sounds very uh it's okay. I mean if you want we can we can discuss your guys' what four nil loss against Cruz <clears throat> in the next two minutes. I'm more than, more than more than happy. Three zero. What's Three zero, yes. <laughs> Not even oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I actually watched that game because I knew you were gonna be going you, you were coming on and obviously we were playing Leon on on um on tomorrow. Wednesday, and I'm be honest with you. Whenever we play Leon at the Camp Nou, I, I, I don't know why, but I'm, I'm I'm always nervous. I'm always always nervous whenever we play you guys there. But we'll talk about that a little bit. We're just gonna wrap up this preview right now. Second half, pretty much same same as the first, pretty much. America did not demonstrate anything better. America did not showcase that we were gonna be even, uh, just just well oiled machine that we looked like. And again, simple mistakes, simple passing, and the goal. What, what can we say about the goal we concede? I mean, it's just ridiculous. The, even the way it goes in, you think really? Hey, with the way with the way we've been playing, man, with the way we played against Getaro, I mean, it was it was bound to happen to it me. It was bound to happen. You knew it something. Really was. I mean, yeah, you knew something was gonna happen. So I mean, I mean, really, I mean, there's there's really not much to say into it, you know, because you could you could really say a lot about it at the same time, and that doesn't make sense. I really contradicted myself right there because it said you can't say much about it. And then they said you can say so much about it. So I don't know where I'm going with this. <laughs> okay, was but look, this is the most frustrating part to me is mm-hmm. that I know we did not play well. I know that we did not deserve to walk away there with three points. And I know that we played horrible in every aspect. But even when a championship team plays like the way we played, they somehow walk away with the result. And that is something that we did not do. That frustrates me because we should, even in our worst, we should be able to walk away with that W. We should be able to hold off. I, how many times have I told you guys the clean sheet is so important for us, for the defense? Mm-hmm. And for us to not be able to walk away with that, it frustrated me. It, it, it got me more mad, the fact that we weren't able to walk away with it. We couldn't keep and hold the result than the fact that we played terrible as we did. You know, because a championship side should be able to play ugly and still walk away with something. A draw is not something because what are we going to do? We're going to do the same thing we did last year, Dylan. And then we're going to talk about in the Jornada 14-15 how that draw could have easily been a win. But now we're in this place in the table where we could have been in this place at the table, you know. And, and that is just something that the team needs to realize that, hey, you're going to play crappy, then OK, play crappy, but still find a way to get that result. Mm-hmm. I agree. Yeah, man. I mean, I mean, I mean, to me, you know, man, you know, it's just, you know, going back, you know, whether you can, you know, uh, at the same time, you know, I don't, I don't know what goes behind closed doors in Coapa, you know, but I really hope Yoho sits this team down and, you know, goes back over the game, you know, because that, that's definitely so, so important and, you know, really goes back over the game and just really rips a new one into them. Be like, hey, I really messed up. I really effed up here. And, you I know, just. I hope he does. And I also, I'm going to say this real quickly. We have not talked about the about the officials or the referees, and we are not. Because, again, how, how many times have we said that? That is just an excuse. That is just an excuse. And what did, and for the longest time, for, Piojo has said, I'm not going to talk about the referees. I'm not going to talk about the referees. But what did he do at his press conference after the Querétaro game? He's completely exploded against the referees. Yeah, he really did. I, for me, that that's not what I want to see from him. I get it. You're frustrated, that, but it's the same thing I told you guys in the group chat. It's something you cannot control. It's an outside factor, and you just have to play along with it, deal with it, and you should be able to do with your own abilities, your own skills, walk away with something. 
and we didn't do that. So the only ones to blame is not the ref, it's not the Querétaro players, it's ourselves. So we got to look ourselves in the mirror and get our heads up and go against uh, Leon and try to walk away with that result. No, definitely agree. Yeah. <laughs> but that wraps up the Querétaro um, America game pretty much just uh, the less said about it the better right yeah I mean yeah. really it's just so frustrating really to see this team like like I've said to you at the beginning to see this team go from week one to really build up to see see them get better every week just to see them go back down to that week one performance against Nagaxa or maybe it's just because I didn't predict the four 0 result, and they, they, they yeah, maybe. Like that. Let's be honest, Ivan. You're you're more frustrated because you were so close to getting the first one right. Mm-hmm. Don't remind me. <laughs> 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 All right. Well, that pretty much does it. And now we're gonna move on. It's double jornada, as uh, as we're usually talking about Copa Mekis about right now. We're actually gonna not talk about Copa Mekis because uh, we gotta we. We got ourselves a pretty good game coming up against Leon. So the boys are going to be going down to Guanajuato, and we're going to go up against, uh, what, what would you say, Cari, a pretty decent Leon side? A very um, frustrating Leon, put it that way. <laughs> <laughs> it's, I'm trying to keep a brave face, but it's been tough since since um, the beginning. Basically, they went against back-to-back Tigres and Monterrey, and losing those two games is kind of like, you know, what's next? You know, and, you know, coming back from that loss from Cruz Azul, really, I was, I was really upset. So now looking at America, I'm like, oh, great. Now we're going against America, you know, after Cruz Azul. And that game versus Cruz Azul, it was just, I didn't think Leon played bad first half um, because they were able to hold up and create and they had the ball more, more ball possession. It's just Cruz Azul was down a man, so Leon had the advantage and then, Mejia did a foolish foul, which was uncalled for and kind of broke us down. And, you know, it's evident Cruzul has been doing really great with the addition of Elias Hernandez, which really, really missed him, and it just broke my heart. I was so happy for him, but it broke my heart when he scored, and I was like, this is, like, reality. Mm -hmm. Uh, But you know what? It's to appreciate Elias Hernandez. Elias Hernandez has always been a very fundamental backbone player to Leon, so... Everybody's been noticing him. So now I think now that he's in, you know, Azul, everybody's like, oh, my God, Elias. Well, I'm like, I've already seen that from Elias, you know. So, yeah. um, but no, Azul had a really great game. I mean, the chemistry between him and Roberto Alvarado is just on point. So, Leon just really suffered that match. And um, but you know what? We're looking ahead of America. So, I could say it right now, it's a very unknown Leon because – before that 4-0 with Querétaro, we were looking at, okay, so let's just get rid of Gustavo Diaz and who's coming in. And then Leon won, so we're like, okay, they're going to give him another game. And then this happens, and it's kind of been like that back and forth, what's next? Um, so it's kind of still in the air, but, you know, what, what can we do about it? That's true. That's true. And uh, happy anniversary to the Leon uh, institution. They just come, had their little birthday. What? what how old? 74. 74. Well, we could talk about our trophies and yeah. <laughs> okay, no, but no, married to you guys because let's face it, you guys went back to back. You know, King coming up from the second division and what you guys, you know, since the moment you guys arrived in the first division after you guys went down in in this in in, in this recent years. Um, really respectable for what you guys did because you guys actually kind of set an example for, for most teams coming up uh, because you guys just automatically said we're back up and we're not going back down. Exactly. And, and yeah. you guys actually cemented that with great signings, great play. Um, and, and it paid off. I mean, look at the, look at the, look at the finals you guys won. Definitely. Those 10 years of relegation, they were really painful. And it was back then when, you know, it was kind of harder to get access to those essential games. So I was yeah. constantly calling my, my uncle, because he's in Leon, I'm like, tell me what's going on, what's the game? And, you know, like the two, three years that they almost, you know, had the opportunity to advance, they didn't. And kind of rumor that like, oh, well, Leon doesn't, you know, it's kind of like a conspiracy that Leon didn't want to go up because he would lose some of their players, which tends to happen. But uh, until they finally did and, you know, back to back, you know, be campeón. And, you know, we had 
you know, the backbone plus additions like Rafa Marquez. And, you know, it's just, it's been great. It's just, I guess, post after um, we have struggled with the coach, um, especially Sal Matosas, which we all love and respect. And I said it, if America gets him, he's only going to last one season and that's it. And that's what happened. That's all we need. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> you, you brought us a championship. That's it. Anyways. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, so now, you know, it's frustrating to see a Leon because game by game, I feel like, you know, back then when they would lose, okay, you know, they, I can see that they went out there. They played their hearts out. Now these games are kind of looking like they're not going out there to sweat their jersey. Like, they need that. You know, it's just, you know, I'm very sentimental when it comes to Leon because it's been frustrating. But, you know, just a reminder, you know, Leon got that win for some America. I won. But. Right, so you just had to throw that in the end. That was so uncalled for. <laughs> I did. It was just memorable. And I'm, I'm not a big fan of Piojo. So it's just all adds up together. And you're not a big fan of Piojo or you're not a big fan of Piojo aerobics? Piojo. Aerobics, definitely. That was so funny. Though. <laughs> People are mean. I'm, I'm all for people aerobics. That's me in the morning every day. <laughs> <laughs> I thought he day. was trying to get up. Whenever I saw that video, I was like, "What is he trying to do?" And then I read, I'm like, oh, "Here's uh, the setups." Okay. Well, thank you for the little back history. It, 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 and it's true what you say. You know, this, it's you guys have maybe shifted a little bit from that, but you guys are still Leon, and you guys still carry that kind of history with you guys no matter what. Um, and you guys always carry the sense that whenever we play against you guys, it can, for the love of me, not kind of push this feeling away that it's going to be an extremely tough game against Leon at the Camp Nou. At the Azteca, that's a whole different story. Sometimes I feel a little bit more confident, more better. But when it's a, whenever we go play against you guys over there, I just I don't have the most fondest of memories. You know, um, and I think the most recent one was when you guys remember William da Silva was actually starting to play really good for us, and he actually looked like he was going to be a really good player. And we go play against Leon, he gets injured in the first couple of minutes, and then we never see that William ever again. <laughs> so I it's, see, just, man. it's just these little things like that, and of course the fact that for some odd reason your guys' top goal scorer always seems to find the back of the net against us. Always, yeah. very useful. It's you- Boselli is Boselli. You want to go? We want to go. Call one eight hundred Boselli. He's always been that dangerous player, and he will continue to be. Which is a special game versus America because if they're playing at home, Mauro Boselli just needs one more goal to have a hundred goals in Liga Mekis. He has one hundred and twenty-three currently with all uh, you know Copa Mekis and Libertadores. But it'd be very special to score, especially against America because he scored before, especially in that campeonato. And then at home, and you know, so Mauro is always going to be that dangerous player that you're going to have to keep an eye on. But you know, defenders have a hard time because he's always there at the right time. You can never, you can expect anything from the set. Not that way. Okay, so what I take away from that is that Bruno Valdez, if you're listening, the first thing you do is break a leg, and if that leg is going to be Bonito Bocelli's, then we will gladly take that red card. Definitely. Definitely. <laughs> I'm kidding. No, don't don't injure him on purpose. Wink, wink. Um, look, Mario Bocelli, I think, is always going to be that lethal striker. And it's, I, am I? Someone correct me if I'm wrong. Does he have the most goals against us out of everyone I, that's playing right now? I couldn't tell you, to be honest. I, I feel I like he's the one player that always scores against us. That I, yeah, I mean, his name does ring bells a lot every time we see How many times have we heard, oh, America's in for Boselli? And you know what, though? As much as respect I have for Boselli, because I do, because his track record is unbelievable since he's gotten here, um, he, for me, I think is not an America player. I, I don't know what it is about him. Don't get me wrong. He's a great striker. He is, and he's proven it, especially against us time and time again. He just, for me, is not an America striker. So whenever we've been linked to him, I was, I've never been like, yes, yes, yes. I've always been like, no, let's let's, let's go another angle. But granted, he is going to be the key player for Leon, I would, I would imagine. Right, Cuddy? Definitely. He's going to be a player to keep an eye on. So. I'll sneak oh. up. All righty. So the game is tomorrow at uh, what time, Dylan? At 7 for me. Seven no, for I lied. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I was right. I don't know why I thought I was at 9 again. Yeah, you're right. At 7. <laughs> Mm-hmm. So it's seven o'clock for you, five for me, eight for you, right, Christian? Yes, eight for me. Yes. God, my math is wrong. Sorry. Um, 
but let's let's be honest here. It's 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 gonna be a tough game. Uh, let's 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 go and let's dive in and let's talk the specifics of this matchup. It's uh, obviously we know it's gonna be down in Guanajuato at the Camp Nou. America's already posted their lineup. We were gonna predict this coming into this, but uh, Piojo decided to give the early lineup. What do you guys? Uh, you know what? Dylan, you you got it, or you know what, Christian, you got it there. I know you do. So uh, go ahead and, uh, and and give us a lineup for America tomorrow. Okay, so the lineup tomorrow will be Marchesina Net, Jorge Sanchez as right back, Edson Alvarez, Bruno Valdez, and Carlos Vargas taking that left back spot, which we will talk because I'm very happy for this move. Uh, the same midfield: Diego Lainez, Mateo Suribe, Guido Rodriguez, Andres Ibarwin, up top: Roger Martinez and Oribe Peralta. Alrighty, we'll talk about the lineup real quickly. Kari, do you want to give your predicted lineup for tomorrow? Yeah, predicted lineup, I think it's going to be the same for the exception of one player. So, I go Coca, which I've been so stuck to have him, and I just feel safer with him. Um, no, um, then we have Tecillo and Mosquera, and then we have Navarro and Cornejo outside. So, Mejia's out, so what I would think that role would be Leo Lopez, um, which he has yet to show me more, but I think for right now they'll sneak him in there. Um, in the middle with Pedro Aquino, then up top, uh, Chapo Montes, Yairo on the left, Maxi Serato on the right, and Boselli in Punta. Uh, Maxi Serato, I've been really appreciating him since last season. Um, could we see the new Leon player that is the legit um, replacement for Elias? He has yet to see, so I wouldn't be surprised if he was the best. Okay, still a pretty strong lineup, I would say. So even with that red card, I think you guys are still going to bring it. Of course, you guys are looking to bounce back after that result against Cruz Azul. And of course, what better way to do it than against America, which, like our good friend Carlos said, everyone is, uh, for some reason, always bringing their best version of themselves whenever they do play against us, which, I mean... It's true. Yeah, it's, it's true. true. It's true. It's We've true. seen it time and time again. Um, so, gentlemen, let's talk briefly about this lineup. And it's looking like a 4-4-2, but we know better than that. It looks like it might be that 4-2-3-1 with Oriya Peralta in that camp position. If it is, if that is the case, how do we even solve this problem? I don't even know if it's solvable at this point. Um, I, you're, you're saying it. Like, is it really solvable? Like, what's the, what's there to really do? What's there to really do for this at all? doesn't help us at all. Yeah, it does not help us at all. Look, let's be honest. This is going to be a game in which I think we need to find a way to exploit Leon's midfield. And having Peralta that deep with uh, just leaving Roger by himself, which, don't get me wrong, Roger loves to be by himself, and he's proven mm-hmm. time and time again. You see the way he can body players. Yes, especially in that 2v1, which supposedly was a penalty kick. Yes. But, yes, that was all. It, it should have been a PK, just letting everyone know. It should have been the PK, yes. But, yes, we do know what he can do when he is in that 1v1 or 2v1 trying to muscle people out. And he can do it. We just need to get him the right balls. He's Cabana's reincarnated. I've said it. That's time what everyone's saying. Time and time again. But I feel like Roger benefits a lot from having Oriya Peralta up top there because, like we mentioned previously, he Oriya Peralta does so well is he kind of drops down, receives the ball, and people can play off him, and he also knows how to run into space, which means defenders track him as well, leaving other space for Roger Martinez to run into, or, as we've seen it before, too, Mateo Zuribe, right? Yes. So if you have Enrique Peralta in this camp position who is just solely focused on just kind of covering that space, you know, it, it doesn't really bring us much going forward. And there is no real way of solving this except maybe saying, hey, Oriya Peralta, just go be that second striker. I mean, I don't know what else can, can we tell him. You know, it's it's ridiculous. I don't know if he even wants to play in that spot, to be honest. Does he even yeah. want to play? <laughs> <laughs> and that's true, though, because why? He's our captain, right? Yeah, I, I mean, I mean, like I said before, um, earlier, too, I mean, Piojo had that trust in him. And he, he always has. What did I put on Saturday is... Um, you live by Oriva, you die by Oriva. Basically. This is true. It's true. So, I mean, granted, how do we feel about the lineup in general? I mean, besides Oriva Peralta possibly playing in that camp position, mm-hmm. my only call for concern is uh, Ibarwin. Yes. Yes. I, okay. I, I can agree with that. I, I, still don't, I still don't see it, man. I really don't. I still don't understand yeah. why he starts week in, week out. 
I don't. He was absolutely quiet for the whole time he was playing against Queretaro. Yes. And let's be honest. Yes, he has a couple of good runs. Yes, he can take on a couple of good players. But what's the one thing, Christian, that he's always like when he gets to the final third? His finishing. He he cannot he cannot finish. Uh, he does not know how to choose a right pass in that final third to maybe find Roger or Oribe. That's the one thing he's lacking. Exactly. So, simple fix to this. I think you you bring in either Cecilio Dominguez or you move Diego Linus to the left and you bring in uh, the man that we know can perform time and time again, and that's Renato Ibarra, who our friend Garrett, who won the giveaway last week, has uh, has been hashtagging free Renato. I don't know if Renato's incarcerated, but um, it, it feels like it because he was arguably the best player we've had for a long time now. Yeah, and, and like I said to you before, you know, coming off of the injury, you know, you see him come in, subbed in, you know, he doesn't miss a beat. He hasn't missed a beat. He still goes out and continues to do what Renate Ibarra knows how to do. That is yes. true. That is true. So, Kari, for you, what is the most crucial part of the pitch that uh, is, is going to be uh, the determining factor for, for one of these teams to win? For Leon or for America or – just in just in general, what what do you think? Whoever wins this, let's say the midfield, the defense, the offense, who do you what, what position do you think is going to be the most important for any team to to that that will be the deciding factor in this game? I mean, if I'm talking about Leon, I'd probably say the wings and um, striker because you have a Maxi Serato and a Yaido who this past game versus Brasu they were switching on and off. Like Maxi would move to the left. Yairo to the right and then switch back. And they can be very lethal on the attack, especially Yairo Moreno. I've been really liking him. He's been kind of consistent. So um, as long as they they connect with Chapo Montes, which but it, his position just works behind Boselli. Um, you know, giving balls to Boselli as long as the wings, I think that'll be a determining factor um, in Leon. Um, but as well as defense, because de- defense has been really upsetting. Um, so I can definitely see the dangers that, you know, America would bring to, you know, Leon and having just to having that communication and, you know, there's just been lacking. I miss Nacho Gonzalez, but he's been out injured for, you know, God knows when. And we don't know when we're going to get him back. So I, for me, my strongest, I think, for Leon would be um, the wings and the striker and then just the weakness in the defense. But other than that, um, I think you guys have a pretty good mid and up. I mean, I'm scared of Linus. Guido has, has always been one of my favorites ever since. Carlos, you know, um, Cecilio, he can bring, you know, as well as Mateo. So you guys have dangerous players. It's you guys bounce back from Querétaro, you know, because you're going against a Leon. Yeah, I can say a heartbroken Leon, but I think we both can acknowledge on both sides that when it's Leon America, it's like a totally different ball game. It's like mm-hmm. they cannot, you know, lose against each other. And that's where the friction comes in and, gonna be a tough match but um but yeah right dylan uh and christian for you i'll ask you kind of the same question what what's what's gonna be the most crucial uh, part of our game to to walk away with with a result which you know for us i think is the three points uh i mean i think it's a no-brainer for me i say it time and time again i think the game's <laughs> always won at the midfield <laughs> so you know so you know, um, but these days you have to give me a different answer. I know I am, but I, I, I don't know. That's just how I see it. That's just how I see it. I really do, and you know, um, I really want Guido to step it up more. Uh, I, I really don't think he stepped it up a lot in this Querétaro game. You know, Mateus Uribe too, as well. You know, those are two players that I'm gonna look out for. You know, that that really need to step it up and are gonna be key in the midfield position for me. Definitely, I agree with Dylan. I think uh, Mateus Uribe for me last game was a little bit quiet. Um, I feel like when Mateus gets in his mood. He gets in this groove. He can really create stuff for us. And I think that's going to be my key player, at least for this match. Okay, good. You're saying key player now. Um, Dylan, I'll give give me your key player. Guido. Guido? Gotti, mm-hmm. your, your key player? My key player. Boselli. 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 Okay, <laughs> I'll go striker for striker. <laughs> I mean, Elias even said it. He, he kind of threw it at Boselli. He's like, you know, Boselli misses me because the connection was right there. And, you know, it's kind of like who's going to actually, you know, we've seen a couple of plays. And I think to me, um, 
except for, you know, the exception of Serato, the youngster Mascorro, Hector Mascorro, we, I've seen in Copa Mekis play, and he has a great connection with Boselli. He's really more minutes. So that he can be definitely, you know, develop more as that wing player um, to serve to Boselli because we just need a legit, you know, that's all we need. Um, but my key player is Boselli because he's probably mm. going to find a way. So, Marche seems to just accept that. I don't, Marche seems not the well, type of player to just accept that. Edson got that on lockdown, I promise you. <laughs> I'm with Dylan. I, I think this is going to be a big, big game for Edson Alvarez. And I think he's going to prove himself that there's a reason why he's a World Cup starter. Mm-hmm. For me, I'm going striker for striker. I'm going Roger Martinez. I think uh, I think with this lone defense, he can body them out easily and find the back of the net. Let's see what uh, let's let's see what the Colombians willing to do to to kind of keep himself going. Mm-hmm. It's gonna be tough with Mosquera, definitely. Mosquera and Cecilio have been definitely um, they've been strong at points, so I definitely see that as a challenge for Mosquera. But I think handling Roger should not be that difficult for me. Um, I He's think I'm mean, until Roger goes one on one with him. I mean, <laughs> and then you'll see. He's on the other end, then you'll see. Yeah. Why does the team feed him? That's ridiculous the amount of strength that guy has. Yeah. He looks like a football player, like an actual American football player. Yes, he does. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Um, but I think I think maybe America sometimes can like looking at this and looking at um, los laterales de León. And kind of see like, oh, underestimate them. But you have because they're shorter. You know, have Navarro and Cornejo, but they they've been, you know, really. I don't know. I just really like them. So I think Maverick can be like, oh, you know, it's little little short ones. Like we can handle this. But hey, they're gonna give you a fight. So. Well, <laughs> our wingers are pretty short too. You seen Diego Linus how tall he is? Yeah. <laughs> he's No, but Navarro's probably like five five or something. I'm five three, so you know. Anything taller than yeah. Linus is 5'5", too. Oh. I I think. Is he? Yeah, I think he's taller. No, yeah. No, I think he's 5'5", 5'6". He's like 5'5", 5'6". Wow. So he's as tall as me. I actually feel good about myself. I'm 5'6", 5'7". That's right there. So you're 5'3", you're 5'6". Five seven, Christian. How tall are you? Five five. You're five five. Mm-hmm. Am I the tallest one here? I'm five ten. What? See, I would see. That's what I'm saying. I would. I could be five ten. <laughs> yeah, I would think. I would think you'd be five ten, and and uh, Ivan would be like. What do I look like? The <laughs> <laughs> you look short. Yeah, honestly, honestly, I thought when I first met you guys, I thought Dylan was was the tallest out of. Two of you, yes. Again, I'm feeling attacked on my own show. What's going on here? Christian is like a 5'7", five, 5'8". Five, I am not a... Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my... First of all, I always wanted to be six feet. I just never... I was two inches, two inches away from that. And that's... I don't know why I didn't keep stretching. Um, monkey bars. I know, right? Okay. Well, I mean, playing goalkeeper is probably what got me this tall. Um, but... I can't believe you guys thought I was the shortest. You know what? If you put your Ochoa wig, I'll probably have two or so more inches. So. <laughs> That's true. Somewhere, too. So I'll probably pull it out for the next uh, L3 game. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. Well, I oh, mean, man. now that I've got attacked from my my size as well, uh, let's uh, let's talk predictions here. What are you guys going to go with? I know, Kadi, I'm going to leave you till the end because uh, she's been kind of a golden goose when it comes to this uh, prediction. She's Don't call me on this game though, because my heart's in it. So uh, that doesn't matter. <laughs> it does because when I do the other games, it's kind of just you know I sleep on it, or I'm just you know visually visualizing it. And when it's Leon, it's like I have the mystic side and realism strikes. So <laughs> just leave me to that. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, I'm going with you first, Christian. What are you going with? Two nothing, America. Two nothing, America. Okay, Dylan. What are you going with? Uh yeah, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go two, two nil, two nil. Two nil. Our good friend Carlos is saying that he's going with a nil nil. Oof, he's boring. a lot of confidence there, Carlos. Come on, what are you doing to me? <laughs> um. Okay, before I go to Cadi, I'll give my prediction. Dylan, you ready? Uh, you ready with the pen? I already wrote it down, man. I think I already know. <laughs> <laughs> predictable, probably. <laughs> okay, why is everyone thinking? No, like, look, 
I, I actually, I actually, like I said, when it comes to Leon, I'm always, always nervous. I, I've always felt like we, we find a tough time there. There's a couple of times where we got in, you know, the, the, the win. Usually we walk away with not much. Um, so I, I am very cautious. I'm very worried. The way we played against Queretaro isn't really boosting me for, for, for such a big game out of our boys. But who knows? Maybe Piojo actually yelled at them and they actually know what they did and the flaws. So, all right. My prediction here. And I'm going a little bit conservative for that same reason of what happened against uh, Querétaro. I'm going 4-0. America no. walk away with four goals. It's going to be Roger with two, Mateo Soribe with one, and Diego Lainez is going to find the back of the net in the 90th minute as well. So write it down, 4-0. America's walking away with the W. And Cadi? So offended by that. Offended? <laughs> I do. Offended. Um, more okay. if it happens. So I slept on it. Um, I asked, you know, I meditated on it too. So going for a nil too. <laughs> <laughs> I am going with the two-two draw. High scoring game. Um, I feel I was thinking a one-one, but um, I could be like America winning two-one, and then Leon. I don't know where scores the last, you know, in the 80 plus minute. So I'm going with the 2-2 draw. Um, do I think Leon could at least win a 1-0? If I see the same Leon that played against Querétaro, yes. Um, but I think at this point, you know, you guys coming off from Querétaro, you're not, you're kind of still, you know, have mixed emotions and seeing how America's um, going to come into this game. And me, Leon, I'm heartbroken, but, you know, it is what it is. So, and we're at home, you know, if the crowd's there, definitely setting the mood. Um, Leon fans loyal, so I'm going with the two-two draw. No, not too specific on the goals like Ivan, but two-two. <laughs> Sometimes you gotta be a little specific, you know. Yeah. Just a little bit. So you're saying Boselli's gonna get a brace? Boselli, yeah, Boselli's gonna get a break. Or Boselli one and Yairo Moreno, another one, and then Linus and Roger. So much for not being so specific, right? I mean, <laughs> might as well. You guys better not jinx me if I fail the rest of my predictions for the week. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. Oh, whatever. We'll take it. We'll put it as a trophy for us. <laughs> True. <laughs> oh, man. Well, gentlemen, if the prediction comes right, we will all be eating agancito come the next podcast. So... Let's hope that uh, the prediction does come right. Let's hope for a result at the end of the day. It doesn't matter who's right and who's not. I think the only thing that we would accept as a result is really going to be that uh, that W, right? Definitely. Kari, would you? So you would be content with a draw? At this point, and how Leon's playing, if it's what it takes to get rid of the level, sure. It sounds so dark, but. I just want to see a Leon reconnect again. I want to see a Leon that if they tie, okay, then I'm satisfied that they did what they could, that the players, you know, went beyond and, you know, filled their roles. And that's, I just want to see a functioning Leon that Gustavo Diaz has yet to show me that Leon has a definite style of play. That's what they're lacking. Um, game by game, I'm like, what are we playing for? Like, I don't see like a consistent, okay, you know, this is how they don't play this game. Okay, I, I don't see that. So I think I'm lacking that. And I just want to see a productive Leon. I really do. Um, because I know Leon can. And I feel like this window, Leon got a lot of good transfers. I just think the coach is what is kind of messing it up. Some subs, I'm like, why? You know, or... I'm don't worry, we're in the same boat. Yeah, I still have questioning, you know. But, you know, I just want to see a good Leon. And if it's against America, I mean... If if I think if if we would have won beat Cruz Azul, I would have said a two zero versus America. I really would have because, mm. yeah. But since they didn't, you know, I'm feeling uh, so two two draw for me. Well, uh, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna go off subject a little bit, but the way Gadi was talking about Leon, how she you know she questions the coaches, you know, the way the team's playing, everything. Sound like me with the Dallas Cowboys last year. Oh my God, yes. <laughs> <laughs> me too, and. You know, Dylan, I used to work at Dallas Cowboys Pro Shop, so I was like an on, you know, going thing, just talking about it every day. So. <laughs> nice. Oh, man. That's it's great. That's awesome. I'll tell you, man, it's that, it's that Texas connection, man. It's that, yeah, it's that, it's that Texas connection. Don't, don't be mad, Ivan. It's just, it's just no, you're right. I, I shouldn't be mad. It's just, you know, it's, it should be nice 
uh, I should just be content with my Cali weather and, you know, everything that we got over here. You're more than welcome to come to it. That's why, that's why Whataburger will always be superior to In-N-Out. Always. Why is it, was today just the day that we attack Ivan on the show? Because it's, it's, it feels like that. It, just, it really does. And Chris is not helping me. He's just helping me. I'm like in the middle trying to see who wins this fight. He's so, like that. Like, I'm just going to go for the winning side here. I don't know exactly where it's going. But, I'm, um, I'm neutral. Thank you. I know how to hold my own fort, so... <laughs> I know, but it looks like Dylan just—I don't know. Dylan, did management put you up to this? I don't know. You have to ask him to find out. <laughs> hey, hey, that's what happens when—that's what happens when you're not in the house seat for two episodes. <laughs> okay, see now I'm on Dylan's side now. Feisty Ivan. I'm tweeting at you sometimes, kind of throwing shots at you. Yeah. I mean, I do. It's a life. It's the life of an of a Club America co-host, right? You know, Dylan has to constantly keep me on check. That's right. I applaud that. <laughs> well, uh, great words by Gadi. Uh, Leon, we know you listen to this. Uh, so, you know, get rid of your manager. Your first lady manager is right here. So make sure you guys uh, do hit her up. Um, and hopefully, you know, your Leon side can come come out of, you know, their, their little bit of slump and dark spell. After they lose against us, and uh, you know, hopefully that, uh, <laughs> hopefully things look up for you guys because it's always fun playing against Lone. I'm not gonna lie. It is. Just, just it the is. five one. Okay, do you want to talk about the result last season? We can talk about it, but the five one's not going anywhere because the one you guys didn't even score. So, you know what? Lone has played this in finals before, so I, sh- I should just be a little bit more. Cautious, um, but you know what? It's fine. It's fine. Don't worry. That's the beauty. That's the beauty about football. You never know. We might make it to the Liga. You guys might see each other in the finals, and not with full points. We're not going to see Leon in the final. <laughs> oh, now you want to step in? <laughs> Out of all the moments, you could have <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Uh, but that is our preview for tomorrow's game. I think we can all safely agree it's going to be a good game. Make sure you guys watch it. Um, if if this is not the game of the week, uh, Kadi will let you know soon what game to watch. Uh, but really, pay attention to it. It's 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 going to be a, a game which I predict a lot of goals and hopefully a lot for us. Uh, let's keep the clean sheet, boys. I think it's important. I think we all can 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 agree to that. Anything else you guys want to add on to this little preview? No, I, I think no. we covered everything. Okay. You, Kenny? No, I'm good. No? Alrighty. So then tomorrow, 5 p.m. Pacific time, make sure you guys do follow us on Twitter at Eagle iPod. We'll have you guys covered with everything live tweets. We still haven't figured out who's going to go first half or second half, but uh, we'll guys let you guys know and uh, we'll get you guys covered it just in case for those of you who are at school and will not be able to watch it. We'll, uh, we'll keep you guys posted as much as possible. Don't forget that we can also that you can also find us on iTunes and SoundCloud uh, just by typing up the Eagle Eye podcast and you guys will see where the ones I think we should be the first ones to pop up with a big yellow background and an eagle. And it literally says in blue letters, the Eagle Eye Podcast. You can't miss it for the world at all. And uh, we're going to wrap up the show real quickly. But before we do so, let's talk a little bit about our Lady Aguilas and uh, the sad result that they had against Pumas in the Clásico Capitolino. Heartbreaking. Just it's heartbreaking. I mean, I mean, it, it's uh, we always say this every week, but it still sucks that no – we can't watch these games and you know i still haven't found a live stream and so you know it's something something that you know i look forward to in the future too but you know uh judging by the by the tweets the the account was tweeting um a lot of ladies had uh, some chances 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 you know just just couldn't find the back of the net and you know obviously Puma's putting it away uh pretty early on in the game too as well you know what i blame us for the ladies losing because we still haven't found a way to watch them and they're gonna have our full support and because of that, they lost. Yeah, they were no. at, uh, that could were be we it. home. That could be it. No, we I were. Thought, I thought we were. I thought we were at home. We were home, right? I think so. Were we? Yeah, we were home. Yes, you're right. We were mm-hmm. home. Yes, exactly. Mm-hmm. So, Lady Aguilas, we know you listen to this from time to time, and we just want to say that uh, keep your heads up because I think you know is is this our first loss? Yes, this is our first. Yes, loss. sir. Mm-hmm. It's okay. We're, we're, still, we're still in first place, though. Well, tied for first. In the, Tied in first. Okay, well, still, 
ladies, keep it up. Um, we believe in you guys, girls, excuse me, and um, just keep going, going about it. Uh, hopefully, we can start watching some of your games because I, what was it? I think of a year ago we actually watched them a little bit. Um, I think you sent us the link, uh, Christian, to watch it on YouTube. Yeah, the the semi game against Tigres, I think. Yes. So yes, and and it was fun. It was watching them. The stadium looked like they were having a good time as well. The ladies were playing pretty decent. Uh, you know, let's just keep let's just, let's just keep hoping for the best for the for for the ladies soccer over there in Mexico, so they can make it here into the United wow. States. Wow, you, you see what you see what no, I did see what our friend did. said the Pumas score for the ladies was actually playing in America last season. So that's a, that hurts. That, that hurts. That hurts. That's but, awesome. You know, these things happen in football. Cari, do you know anything about the ladies from Leon? They won yesterday. They won two one against Santos. I was watching the highlights in the morning. But yeah, it's difficult to get a link um, here and there. I'll have a, a couple of people on Twitter ask me if they have a link. If I have a link, and I've been able to get one here and there. But uh, I mean, definitely something that you know by the numbers, especially by the you know their final that they had last season, they should be able to you know broadcast them and gonna be something big that you know it's growing and i applaud that uh, me as you know a girl definitely um and you know for other girls and even for guys because you know watching girls is definitely entertaining um they're not as um i don't know the word but duca said something about it saying how you know girls they don't fall they don't you know oh no they're they're, yeah. they're tough. tough on their feet it's, it's yeah they're tough they put, it's they put like- us to shame yeah, it's kind of like if they are something, it's kind of embarrassing, and you know, it's not vice versa. So um, definitely applaud them. But yeah, the Leon girls they won two one, so their first win, so they add three points. So hopefully they have a better season than last season. Okay, so congratulations to the Lady Leon. Make sure you guys do support the Lady Aguilas by using the hashtag Lady Aguilas. Um, and, yeah, just let's keep going. Let's not forget, you know, hopefully once our partnership with uh, Gancitos goes through, we can find a way to, you know, broadcast them live to the to the Twitter community. Yes. yes First, I we like have to reach idea. out to Gancitos, though, because we still have another. <laughs> yeah. Just hoping step that one. they listen for some reason. On step one. We're getting there. You know, it's just Gancito, what about Pinguinos? Uh, I don't know. It's, is there a No, Christian, you found that that gift, right? The the, the Gancito one. Yes, I did. I found that. Exactly. I mean, that's just that's gonna represent us the whole season. <laughs> All righty, but it's time to close off the show. It uh, pretty much hopeful for a very good game against Leon. We will we'll be back on Thursday, correct, gentlemen? Yes, correct. Yes. We will be talking about our own Clásico Capitolino going up against Pumas, and we're going to talk about exactly what we should be looking out for. It's a home game for us, correct? Yes. Correct. Mm-hmm. All righty then. So that should be an interesting matchup. And uh, as always, a Clásico is a Clásico. Hopefully Piojo has, uh, has that in mind. And we'll, we'll break that down and talk everything that happened against Lone as well come Thursday. And um, anything else you uh, any of you want to add on? Um, no. I mean... I think we covered everything. Yeah, I agree. Okay, got it. Gucci, we're good. We're Gucci. All right, since we're Gucci, we <laughs> want to say thank you to Miss Cari Torres for coming on to the podcast and uh, you know giving us her Leon expertise from Footmex Nation. Cari, um, uh, I always I like to ask uh, our, our guests this because I think it's important uh, that our listeners uh, hear this from from our own guest and. You know, if, if you have any advice to anyone who is trying to pursue uh, just a path that you're on, what is the one thing you would recommend to them? Um, take on opportunities, whatever it is. Um, my opportunity was doing basketball, and I had to learn that. So I bounced off basketball and, you know, just keep doing, be persistent, be consistent, and take advantage of opportunities because you don't know the network. Be passionate about what you do beautiful beautiful words like dylan has always said it's not about um it's not about what dylan it's about it's not about the great you make with the hands you shake there you go there you go i like that nice that is bio now i think you guys, <laughs> i think you guys for having me um preview this game especially i'm a big fan of you guys you know i guys like tune in so 
thank you for having me. No, thank you. Thank you for coming along and thank you for everything that you've done for the community as well, you know, for, for your part in, in helping grow the, the community and, and establishing it and furthering it on. And I think you set a great example uh, for, for, for not just anyone, but I think just for the for the woman culture that is part of this community, which is a very, very big influential part as well. And maybe we don't give the recognition as much as it deserves, but thank you for what you have done and for what you continue to do. And you're setting a great path and example. And, you know, we're big fans of you as well. So we just hope that you can continue to do that forward. And we look forward to uh, working with you again soon. I think you're going to make me cry. <laughs> <laughs> no, I really appreciate that. It's, you know, I do this on the side. I have my full-time job. So definitely just, you know, if you want it, you got to make time for it regardless or, you know, make you know, make time for it, be dedicated, you know, if not, then don't even bother. So you can do it. Anybody can do it. So and you guys, what you guys are doing, making the Aila in English, I mean, that's growing too. So I very applaud that because I wish I had a loan in English, you know, at least account, but still in the works, you know, but, uh, but thank you. I've been thank you guys. And um, definitely props to you guys. So keep it up because, you know, I'm always going to be a fan and tuning into y'all. So. Thank you. That means a lot to us. That means... mutual. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. No, it means a lot to us. I mean, at the end of the day, I think all of us can kind of wipe away our our, our colors and, and, and be neutral in the aspect, but still be a family. That's really what we are at the end of the day. This whole Liga Mikey's English culture. At the end of the day, I don't want to see it as just a hashtag. I want to see it as a family. And I think we're getting closer to that. The more, the more and the more people join. So, again, thank you for everything. But, again... Thank you to everyone, too, who tuned in and who watched us, our good friends from La Rasaca Americanista. Make sure you guys go follow them on YouTube and subscribe to them. They are so close to that 100K subscription account. Make sure you guys do check them out. To Carlos, to our friend from Ireland, to Luis, who sticked around for a little bit, to Leva, who I know was on on, on the group chat right there, Mr. Mr. Chivas coming and giving us a little bit of a bash. Uh, to everyone, really, thank you. Thank you so much for coming out in, in, in the live chat. And to everyone who is listening to this right now on the go, you guys are the real MVPs. To everyone who has followed us on Twitter, we have reached over 330 followers. Trust me, we get closer to that 400 account. We'll be giving away something very, very soon. And for our 500 giveaway, we'll make sure that we'll make it a pretty big deal as well. So I hope the winners from last, uh, from the 300 giveaway, are enjoying their jerseys, Mr. Garrett and uh, Miss America. And again, thank you guys for all the support. Again, we couldn't do this without you guys. It means the world to us because at the end of the day, it's uh, it started off as two uh, as two guys did it that practically know nothing about what they're talking about. Just you know, yelling onto the microphone and having a very, very great support. And now Christian, who actually does know what he's talking about, has joined us. And we're, uh, we're, we're grateful for him as well. So thank you guys so much for everything. We'll see you guys on the next podcast, which is going to be Thursday. And Ms. Cari Torres, again, thank you so much for everything. We'll be catching you guys all very, very soon. And until next time, guys, take care. Y arriba la América.